I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans and still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Trump. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Trace SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. NRL Supercoach round 13 is upon us, which means one thing, the dreaded buy round is here. Hopefully your team is stacked up well for it. Here to talk through it with me is a man who has been gallivanting all around the world and hasn't prioritised the poor old little SC Playbook NRL podcast, but we've got him back tonight, Mr. Adam Drusi. Ads, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Thank you for uh, recalling me to the side. You dropped me last week to the... I was back last week, but you relegated me for Clem, so... I'll make the most of my opportunity, hopefully. Mate, look, every good coach knows that sometimes uh, even a star player just needs some time in reserve grade just to find his feet and just know his place on the podcast. And, you know, an emerging talent like Clementine Cassidy comes in and you just got to give him a shot and put it this way. She's not on tonight, but uh, it wasn't because she didn't get picked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She went well. She went very well. Uh, good to have you back, mate. And right. also with us, a very special guest tonight. So, Maxie Bryden who many of you would know Max from if you follow the SC Playbook BBL content, one of the head honcho contributors there. Max, he hosted the NRL podcast for us last season when I missed out for a week. Very, very excited to have Maxi for a million reasons, but one of them is that we get inundated with head-to-head focus questions, and I always feel really bad that we have too much of an overall focus, but... Max, he's a head-to-head focus player just in time for the buy period. Maxie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, be, I must start with an apology to any of the SC Playbook listeners who maybe heard me on the BBL pod, but tonight they've got to see my head on YouTube. So <laughs> should come with a little content warning. But mate, great to be here. Good to be in the studio. And yeah, can't wait to talk about a super coach. Maxie, they do not tune in because we're good sorts, put it that way. So you're pretty safe there. <laughs> maybe last week when Clem was on. Maybe last week <laughs> when Clem was on, yeah, being the exception to the rule for the SC Playbook potty. Uh, adds... How's your side travelling, mate? Uh, pretty ordinary, to be honest. It's been, <laughs> it's been a disappointing season. I've, uh, two years in a row, I just feel like I've had no luck. Like, I didn't have Reese Walsh, then I brought him in, and since I've brought him in, I've killed him. Mm. I just feel like just player after player, I've just been... You can kill a player, I'll give I've, you that. Yeah, I didn't used to. It's just been since I've been doing the, this with you. So, <laughs> so um, now I'm about 30,000th, but I think I'm well set for this week, so mm. I'm going to make a move. The one thing yeah. I always say, if you know, people say, "Oh, you're worried if you have a bad year in Supercoach," and I'm like, "Look, 
I've got runs on the board. I came second one year, so it doesn't matter what I come because you're on the board. Adj, you've got runs on the board. You had a top 15 or 20 finish, whatever it was, so finish what you want. Yeah, but it still suck. it sucks when you, you you look forward to the season so much and yeah. then you might get a couple of players wrong and then you um, you cook. But I'm just going to focus on getting up to the top you know, a few thousand. Well, we'll mate, the, the one that I believe killed you, you haven't been for feeder owner all season, have oh, you? Mate. I've always been a Fafita owner. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't this year, and he's absolutely destroyed me. So, yeah, he, he is the player that's killed me the most. Coming off your stats, 20% of basically the top 10%, top 5% of overall coaches have an owner. So you're not alone, but, gee, it's yeah. been a costly one there for Fafita. Uh, Maxie, how's your side travelling, mate? Mate, only a little bit further in front of ads at the moment, which is uh, not too bad. Um, took a really different approach to start the season, just focused purely on uh, cash. Um, I think the biggest mistake I made so far was sort of ignoring um, ICAT and uh, mm. starting with this super pot of AJ Brimson. Um, yeah. The 5-8, <laughs> it was fantastic until the first time he went. Um, but, mate, having a lot of fun. Did bring in Fafita, which was good four weeks ago. So, timed the pants off that, which has been really nice just seeing him make lots of money and win plenty of head-to-head. So, but I reckon I'm about uh, halfway up the table in my head-to-head. But poised really nicely with a really good team value to come home with a wet sale. And that's the beauty of it, mate. So, on the show tonight, as we are obviously so overall focused on the paper potty so often so we'll have Max to refer to some head-to-head buyers we've got a really great segment coming up with him the Kuma Stallions uh, hit our straps a little bit last week 1381 points so really really stoked with that one up into 3026 overall 13 plays this week for the first major buy round so very very excited to uh, be making a few decent little moves there and just in time for the origin and the buy period shout out to young Charlie Dads so Charlie Dads is the overlord of the SC Playbook AFL content Chuck Daddy the Chuck Daddy, and I, I messaged him uh, yesterday, and I go, mate, he's having a crack at NRL Supercoach this year. He's from Adelaide, doesn't have a lot to do with his AFL weapon. I go, mate, how's your side track? And he goes, oh, I said, I go, how'd you go this week? He goes, hey, I had a shocker. I go, oh, yeah, what did you score? He goes, oh, 1,200 something. He goes, I dropped to 176th overall. <laughs> I just went from 101st. I went, you have got to be kidding me, mate. So we sit here and bust our ass and apparently have all this knowledge. Uh, Charlie does some great work. He also helps me out with putting a few of like the NRL uh, articles together and building them. So he has all the information come in, and I'll tell you what, he's dispersing it very effectively. So uh, go out and check out the SC Paper AFL content. It's red hot, every bit as good as the NRL stuff. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, SC Playbook AFL, give that a follow. Uh, got all the articles, the podcast, all that good stuff. Today's show, we'll go through the key takes from Team List Tuesday. A few topics on today's show. The first one will be, and this one that I'm really excited about, head-to-head buy planning with Max Bryden. So, as I said, so many questions around that. He'll talk about his strategy around that period, which... We talk about head-to-head and overall being different enough, but essentially it all comes together the same. But the the strategy around the buy period is where it does differ. So we'll get that. We're going to go through the origin-relevant Supercoach players that we'll be holding and that we'll be selling through this period. Our hot topics, picking one of Cody Walker or Mitchie Moses this week, one of the bigger questions. Adds your true player ownership data awesome it's the best time of the year for your data because you have the numbers around uh, the ranking brackets for the top ranked supercoach sides how many players they'll be running out with this week obviously prior to trades i love love that uh, we'll go through our round 13 trades and skippers and our listener questions first thing before we get into team lists the way supercoach works this week you get your top 13 scoring players from your squad of 25 so if you have 15 players and two of them get single digit scores they'll drop out and you get your top 13 
they don't have to be from your starting 13. You've still got your four reserves there. So essentially it's your top 13 from the 17 that you select like any other super coach week. So you could have 10 starters and then you know three of your four bench players. And if you've got 13, that's where they'll come from. So don't worry about trying to get 17 players as overall. 13 is the target. Boys, let's get stuck into the hot topics for the week. At the Dolphins, Valence Tafade has been named on the bench, which I certainly didn't see coming. Um, um, Cody Nicarima at fullback. Isaiah Katoa, who only played 50 minutes last week. I don't know if he was dragged. I don't know if there was a niggle or what happened. But Tafade adds, I guess it's a win for owners. Because Put it this way. Let's say he does run out as named and he's off the bench. If you don't have 13 plays this week, it's some points for you. Yeah. If you do have your 13, you probably don't want to play him anyway. So it's a, it's a weird one. Well, it has to be a win because you can't – there's no AE this week. Yeah. No one's going to have more than 17 players and yeah, think so you want to pick him or not. So yeah. worst case, he might be your 14th or 15th highest scoring in the team if you've got a lot. So if it's just a bonus and if he scores a try, he might, might outscore someone else in your team. Well, you never know. He might come on and play yeah. 75 minutes. So I've, I've got him in my side, so I was happy to see him named. But I'm not – I won't be thinking of him as a number when I mm. plan for my team. So I'm going to plan for 13 without him. Yeah. And if he does something well, it's a bonus. And just hope that – because he has that big score from his first game, there's – once he strings some games together, some really good cash incoming. Hope that he doesn't get seven points off the bench in the last two minutes and stunt that cash. But as you said, mate, he could play. He could start come game day. He could play seventy-five minutes. Maxi, I think you mentioned Brenko looked a little bit sore on the weekend. Yeah, tweet flying around this afternoon after training saying he was a, he was a little bit sore. So maybe he does come into the starting side, and this is just sort of telegraphing that move. Mm. So I want to keep an eye out for there, but I mean, essentially. If he does start come game day, he's a potential buy, but, I mean, job security there obviously isn't great regardless. So a wait and watch, at least the Dolphins. I believe they're the first game of the round in that one. Jack Bird returns for the drags on the edge. Jaden Sewers out with a hamstring injury. Ryan Madison out with a calf injury. Joe Offenhengawi makes that mid-season switch to the Eels. Adds Ryan Madison owners chalk this down as uh, a bit of bad luck. Oh, I feel for him. Mm. I think it was about 20% of the top teams had him, so I do feel for anyone who had Ryan Madison. But, yeah, he's a high-value player not playing. It's perfect for buy rounds. I didn't have him, so yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, nor did <laughs> I. It's, it's one thing like there's losing a play for the buy round, then there's losing a gun for the buy rounds, and then there's losing a gun for the buy rounds who everyone else probably would have been trying to buy anyway. And, yeah. unfortunately, Maddo is the uh, third one on that rank. Matt Dory starts on the edge for the Eels. So they're obviously, with Lane gone for a fair while, with I think he was Carf or Hammy or something, Dory comes in 283k, break even 55. They don't really have a lot of other edge options there. He played 73 and 72 minutes to start the season, scores of 34 and 41. Maxi, if he gets a 60 to 80 minute roll, which I think he probably does, 2RF only, is he an option? Don't mind the price, um, but I think the issue here is that given that he played so many games off the bench, with that BE of about 55, mm. he's just going to sit there and stall on your team. I don't think he's yeah. going to necessarily make fast cash, particularly with the buy coming up in round 14 there. So not necessarily one for me unless you're desperate for cash. If you're doing it, you'd need a bit of luck to come your way, wouldn't you? I won't rattle off all of them, but we are getting towards enough season ads and which obviously comes with the buy period. And Nuffs are basically these players that come into your team for one or two weeks. They give you buy period numbers on the major buy weeks. 
but realistically their long-term job security isn't really there. They're there because Origin players are out. So players that have been named this week, such as Zach Laybart, Robert Darby named at centre and wing for the Cowboys, Tristan Saylor named at fullback <coughs> for the Broncos. It's a long season this year, 27 rounds. Too early for nuffs like this, or could you make a case to maybe get one in if you could find with dual positioning potentially? Oh, you could probably make a case, but I'm not going to bring any in. Like mm. I think there's enough other good players that I, I can bring in to get a, a, a good 13 without having to bring in one of the nuffs. And I just think with the buys this year, like there's already so many weeks we have to juggle certain positions. Like, where do you really want to nuff a player out? You're going to have injuries and buys, and, and if you've got you know, a couple of players from the same team that are on a buy, and then you've got a couple of nuffs, I reckon you can suddenly find yourself short. So I, I wouldn't do it, but, um, yeah, obviously a lot of people like to do that. I've never really been a big... Nuffer. Me either, mate, but some people love it and I've yeah. never understood it. I really haven't. Maxi, d- does the strategy around nuffs change at all with head-to-head focus? Certainly, like it's just the easiest way to maximise your cash, but yeah. I couldn't really advocate for it ahead of round 14 just knowing that's a big banana peel coming for a lot of teams next week with that a huge amount of teams on the buy. But certainly after round 20, it's a perfect way, particularly you get a guy between front row and second row forward and juggle players like mm. Tarpany up and down or Horse or Tohu. Um, really, really viable strategy. I've done it every year I still listen to you every single year Timmy when you say don't do it mate because you're going to run yeah. into a brick wall but hasn't hurt me so far so yeah touch wood but yeah. no, not until probably about round 20 I reckon hardcore against it for overall back end of the season I understand it a bit more but as you said head to head where you're just trying to stack your 17 again that's where it differs a little bit so they do become a little bit more relevant there Taumalolo Jason Taumalolo that is named on the extended bench for the Cowboys Griffin Neem also back on the bench. Luciano laid Lua into the starting side. So they've got some cattle back, the Cowboys. Uh, we'll touch on Helam Lukey, who obviously I was very keen on last week heading into the podcast or on the podcast. Um, fortunately, the beauty of doing about 16 podcasts a week at the moment is there's a chance to make amends when news changes. And this is the point of the essentially the question and answer podcast I do over Thursday afternoon via the SC Playbook channels because I can update the trades. Thursday morning, as soon as that news came that Luciano Leilua had been cleared and he was good to play, it was just like, well, then you've got another big minute back row coming in. So there was a line through Helam Lukey, so Guru's going to be into me tomorrow, but I'm getting in ahead of him here. So we, we put a line through Lukey and, I mean, Maxi against your beloved Tigers, mate. We were both out of that game at Leichhardt Oval. Scored about 15, 20 points, something. It was just a shellacking. And Tigers will just do that to teams, you know. Jeez, <laughs> 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 we got you on a good week, didn't we, coming off that? Man, I was dead set doing bat flips down Darling Street after that. It was, uh, I'm still up and about. One of, one of the great nights of all time. <laughs> uh, adds Luke Metcalf gets his first NRL game for the Warriors. Named it 5'8". He's 250K, uh, so very cheap. Big attacking upside. I think it was the guru actually telling me, so take this with a grain of salt, obviously, but <laughs> that he believed that Metcalf was probably going to be utilised more as a 14 for the Warriors going forward once Tamari Martin is back and slots into that 5-8 role. But could you consider him this week? I wouldn't because I think, I think two of the top players this week would be Dylan Brown and Cody Walker. Mm. So I would have thought most decent teams, or most teams wanted to maximise points We'll want those two players in the team. And so I don't know how you squeeze a Metcalf in. I feel like if you do that, it's at the expense of one of those guys and it's just not worth it. There's a few gun options there. You didn't even throw in Phoenix Crossland, mate. So how he's going to squeeze didn't. in with, with Phoenix there. <laughs> Was he not dual? 
He is, yeah. yeah. I've actually, I've got some plans yeah. around uh, yeah. Old Phoenix very shortly that I'll share. Yeah. But uh, could you entertain Metcalf, Maxi? I don't think you could go early, no. Not mm. with his injury history. Um, the, the, I think you spent the first half of the preseason you know, with old mate Bill Knowles working on his hamstrings and calves and um, all those sort of soft tissue things. There's still some other good cheap options around at 5-8 um, at after this week, but no, not one for me. If you spend time with Bill Knowles, I'm pretty sure you're guaranteed to never get injured again, mate. So maybe we just lock him in. Campbell to Turbo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Campbell Graham, name for the bunnies. I don't know, make sense of all that crap, I, I'm not sure, but obviously dropped from the Blues squad due to concerns around injuries and full training loads, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, huge win for Campbell Graham owners uh, to get a gun locked into your side this week. Big red, Corey Horsburgh, named on the edge for the Raiders. It doesn't change much. He might play 80 minutes, but I do see his workload going down a fair bit, so I don't particularly like of him who had been playing anywhere from 60 to 70 minutes as a middle anyway. Uh, but again, not probably too much changes there. One of the big ones of the week. Uh, I don't often feel sorry for other Supercoach Jones, particularly when it benefits me, but Lockie Miller, mm. currently named on the bench for the Knights. Caelan Ponga, named to play fullback. I feel like Lockie Miller has just been a victim of to call a spade a spade, a poor decision at the start of the year to put Caelan Ponger at 5'8", which is now being rectified. So the other thing to note on this is that Kurt Mann has been named on the extended bench, so I think there's probably every chance that Mann comes... If Mann's cleared to go, he comes in and plays with the bench utility. Lockie Miller might end up playing New Wales Cup. Again, adds he's got a break-even of 75 to 80-odd, so there'll be money dropped, probably plays limited minutes, might play New Wales Cup, but to add, make it even harder, the Knights have the buy next week, so you, you probably just got to sell him, don't you? Again, maybe you'd keep the points if he plays I, off the bench. I think, yeah, I wouldn't sell him if, if he was going to be towards my 13. Like, if, I'd, if you sold him and then were a player short, because, mm. you, you know, you might already be having to make four trades to, yeah. to get 13, based on what I'm seeing with a lot of sides, so... I, I do feel sorry for owners. Like my young bloke's got a really good side. He's up there and uh, he's like Lockie Miller and it's a long-term plan. Not expecting him to play Origin or anything and next minute he's dropped in that week. It's very, yeah, very I, I, hard. I, agree. I actually think he's been playing well, but I, I, I didn't say last too. week's game. But no, He's been good mm. this year. Uh, and I agree with you. If he's going towards your 13, I think you just take the price drop and... As you said, like the way the game goes these days, with, these days with concussions and injuries and all sorts of things, could be on after two minutes and yeah, turn up. Particularly against a manly side who are depleted. So just hold it. Maxi, let's say he does stay on the bench, head-to-head sell, got to I be. I think so, yeah with, yeah, with 14. I think the other thing with Miller is if you take a look at his scores with and without KP, there's like definitely a drop mm. um, when KP's been in the team because he's just not getting the same amount yep. of ball, less runs. He goes from a bloke who's capable of getting 80 to 100 down to a guy who's sort of getting 50 or 60. So um, while that's really solid still at CTW, I just think while KP's probably going to try and come out and run every single time he gets a ball this week and get that Queensland number one jersey back, I don't think Miller would be seeing much ball this week. Yeah, we'll get to KP shortly, but he could score 200 this week. KO Weeks named at fullback. Look, not massive Supercoach relevance, but I think Ruben Garrick owners, who is most of us, uh, who are most of us, I should say, Garrick would much prefer him this week at fullback, uh, but on the wing it's all good. But I feel like Garrick playing on the wing without Tommy Trebojevic traditionally does not score great. So shame he's not at fullback, but I said I think we're all sort of in that together. Ads got his data there. Yeah, he's owned by 85% of the top 10,000. So he's one of those players, even though he's, most of us would probably be disappointed to see him in the centres, it's not really going to matter unless you're captaining him. I think pretty much everyone's stuck in the same situation. For anyone who doesn't own him, Manly on the bye next week, 
playing on the wing now without Tommy Turbo and a depleted forward pack. I think the Knights win this and win this well. Is Garrick still a buy this week? Oh, I wouldn't say it's a buy. I reckon mm. there's lots of other. I think I, there's lots of good buys this week. I would have thought. Yeah. So he's not I'd, one of them. No, yeah. I'd be buying Alex seven, Johnston nine. or plenty of other players. I'd be buying in front of him, but Eclair wouldn't be selling either. Obviously, but yeah. Maxi, his teammate Samuela Finu, the big winner from team lists. Bottom dollar, two hundred k. Manly Seagulls name to start on the edge. He's available at front row four with this problem position for us all year. A lot of us still carrying Franklin Pele there, maybe someone like David Moali. I think Moali actually might have been named on the, around the side this weekend. Anyway, Jake Chaboyevich gone for a lengthy stint. Calf, I believe. Ben Chaboyevich, Hammy, gone for a while. Uh, Kelma Tualangi, gone for an extended period as well. They're all around that four to eight week range, I believe. So Finu, front row forward, starting... Playing his third game, he looks all right, Maxi. He does. Um, the only issue just being that buy next week, which yeah. has stunned his cash growth a little bit. But um, I know that one of the things that was off-putting about Harrison Edwards um, as his best mate last week was the fact that he'd already made 90K. Um, but getting on a guy here, bottom dollar, who should get dual as well, um, given he's going to yeah. play a few games in 2RF. To be round 18, I believe. So if we are still carrying him then and he's going well, that would be invaluable. Yeah. I think the main thing is that he, he looked good. Yeah. Um, I think when he came on, he didn't really miss miss a beat. Um, didn't look any worse than what Kelmer or Burbo looked like before him. So it could be um, could be a pretty handy one to make some money off uh, Moali um, or finally sort of get rid of that Pele problem um, that most of us have in our front row. So looks a looks a really really solid buy for those who have um, got a trade and, and can make some cash from it. The only thing is, Ads, and I'll get your thoughts on him as well because he's going to become a big talking point this week now that teams have dropped. Is uh, if he does move to the bench come... i tell you what, uh, they've been really good this year, Seabold and Manly, at running out with the team they've named. Really good. So that gives me a bit of faith, but if he was to drop to the bench come Sunday being the last game, it wouldn't be ideal, but uh, where do you sit on him? Uh, I haven't brought him in at the moment. What's his, what's his break, Kevin? Do you know? 17, I believe. Is he not? Well, it's because he's played his two games, but they've both been in limited minutes. Yeah, so he's not a must bring in, is he? I mean, I brought in Harry Edwards last 15 week. 15 so break even. Yeah, I've already got Harry making cash there. But I do have Moale, so I could I could move Moale. I just just think for me this week, if I've got starters, I want to get as many good starters as possible. Yeah. And I don't see that he's a guy that I'm going to go, geez, he could kill me with ceiling, but there might be someone else. If I can bring in four good scorers, like I'm trying to make up ground, but... So yeah, yeah, rather yeah. make cash. I'm trying to make as much ground as possible by having 13 good players. So, apologies, no Davey Moali. I don't know where no. I got that through my head. So yeah, didn't think he was there. Anyway, so <laughs> sorry to get your hopes up, mate. No, no, I knew he wasn't there. I was, <laughs> yeah. just wasn't going to correct you. Uh, <laughs> let's get stuck into some head-to-head buy planning. I'm pretty keen on Finu, by the way. I, I just – problem position, and he looks damaging enough – Good raps on him, young fella. So not locked in, but a good way to free up some cash for three big trades elsewhere or two big trades elsewhere. Maxi, we're all overall focused on this. And when we talk about overall, the big thing is the buy planning relevance. We've got you on on a great week because there are so many head-to-head players out there who focus on that. They don't care about their overall rank. Mate, let's start with what, what... 
When asked about by planning as a head-to-head player, how do you see it differing to that of an overall player? Mate, first thing you've got to do when you're by planning um, and trying to focus on head-to-head is just check your league settings. Um, yeah. <laughs> just make sure they're not actually playing any games in 13, 16 and 19. Don't send uh, Twitter into a panic. No, that's it, mate. You almost broke the internet more yeah. than that, <laughs> which, was, which was pretty good. Um, and look, shout out to the boys in the salary sombrero. I am coming for the title this year. <laughs> um, and look, we, we don't play buyers in our league, which has really, really changed my thinking, particularly probably about five weeks ago when I decided that this is who I am. Uh, I'm a head-to-head player now, um, so I'm going to go Great really Great attitude. Yeah. That's right. I've still got the socks to prove I can uh, go right now. Yeah, I've, I've got the so- <laughs> top 100, top 1,000 socks. Yeah. yeah. But look, look, the main thing to do is really um, take those rounds out of the calendar um, and see which teams are playing the most. Um, and there's a few teams which really stand out as having a great draw. Um, they don't miss a game within the head-to-head season, and they are the Broncos, the Storm, the Dolphins, the Warriors, the Panthers – the Titans and the Roosters. Now, there's seven teams there. I just counted on my fingers. Um, but <laughs> what, you can, um, what you can really tell about those first and foremost is that there's a lot of big-name uh, teams. We've got a lot of origin players, so obviously the NRL have sort of set the draw to not affect those teams yeah. as much. Um, what that really means is that trying to get guys in that team, either stars or just guys who are good, reliable plug-ins, can really, really help you out when there's tricky teams who are on the bye. Um, so that's first and foremost what you've got to do is just figure out who's playing when. Now, the other way to look at this is who are the bad head-to-head teams. Um, and there's only one team that have got two buys within that period who are going to be a banana peel for a lot of them. And unfortunately, it's the Parramatta Eels who a lot of us own a lot the of those The best overall draw, essentially, yeah. That's it. So um, Gutho owners, Hopgood, Dylan Brown, um, it really particularly with 5 eighth and fullback becomes a position where you've got to think about your depth and who you've got to back up in that week that they're going to miss. So um, for me, um, I've been looking at my team this week and um, a great tactic in head-to-head in the buy rounds is just save your trades, um, particularly if you're not going to miss out on anyone on uh, for reasons of break-evens mm. and cash moving around. Um, but for me, I do want to make a trade um, from a guy who's playing this week, um, which we can get to later, but he's got a big break-even and I don't want to lose that cash and I want to sort of get on the next guy before um, returning to head-to-head next week. And it's really is um, really just as simple as seeing who's, who's playing and who's not. Yeah, and that's it, mate. So essentially you're putting your line through around 13, 16, 19. I mean, certainly if your league settings are that you're on the buy because it's irrelevant. But even if you are playing them, we always say that you still don't want to tear your side apart for those three rounds. So the three rounds after it, 14, 17, 20, they become as you said, quite important. Absolutely. And 14's been the really, really big one, just knowing that the Knights, Manly and Parramatta are all on that buy and there are so many relevant players in all of our teams um, who are going to be impacted by that. So all of a sudden, decisions in the last few weeks, thinking about whether we're not going to hold on to Greg Marzu or, you know, if Garrick's a buy, things like that have really come to consideration for round 14. Um, the other thing that's really important in these moments is look ahead in your schedule, figure out who you're playing in that week and have a look at their team yeah. and think about how many players they're going to have who are impacted um, and if potentially you might be able to take it easy if you're playing someone who isn't as organised they might be looking like their numbers are going to be really really low and that might also give you an opportunity to not trade that week and just really hold back and um, and not be that impacted by the buy That's a great call mate let's say yeah so let's say all three of those rounds those three big ones but even the 13, 16, 19 maybe for whatever reason you know what you might be climbing rank and going, I've had a bad start to the head-to-head season I need points and I actually need to win these three rounds but just double-check, as you said, 
check your opposition and go, if they've got four players and you've already got eight and you're about to burn three trades to try and get a win that week, just go, I don't need to. Like, I'm going to win it anyway. Absolutely. And then in that sense, it just becomes about a game of break-evens. Like, if you've got someone who's not necessarily going to win you or lose you a game, but they're going to lose a stack of cash and you want to get ahead of the next match, then just keeping an eye on your opposition, that's a really strong tactic. Mm. And just in the, the general head-to-head V overall focus, overall players, obviously, we're looking... Planning around those rounds 13 to 20 as a whole rather than just three of the specific rounds. <sighs> to do that, we're burning through trades pretty quickly. Uh, the way I've always seen head-to-head and, you know, when I was younger, before I got really nerdy into Supercoach and became very overall focused, I was head-to-head. And the essential plan is that you go go hard early with trades to try and get that gun 17. And once you've got your gun 17, you can lay off and start saving them for the finals time. Now, that's general because it obviously depends where you're on the ladder and if you mm-hmm. need to make the eight or you can sit, but that's essentially how it sits, yeah? Absolutely. And I think that that's the, the point about nuffs earlier. Um, that's where they become important because they're a way to really maximise your team value and get as much money um, into your guns um, as possible. But the main thing as well is being able to get to your final series, firstly qualifying for your final series. I've missed mm. that a couple of times in the past. Um, but provided you can get there as well, having trades is going to be absolutely crucial as well so you can play on matchups. I think a really interesting tactic, and I'll call this out for anyone who who's um, got a round 26 final as well, is a bloke like Latrell Mitchell and South Sydney Cody Walker. They've got the buy in round 26, which is when most leagues will be having their head-to-head finals. So all of a sudden, if you've got an extra trade um, in that week and you've made it to the final with Luttrell, then you've got a trade to get him out and get him to the next best bloke, which um, your opposition might not. So yeah. that's another thing which this year is just making it so, so much fun to try and plan. Yeah. Love that, mate. Good stuff. Uh, so we do touch on a few of these players coming up shortly particularly our next topic, but we'll be talking, Max will be able to give us uh, opinions from a head-to-head perspective, me and Ads will be more overall focused. As I said, it generally all ties in, but around this period it does have that more relevance. Boys, let's get stuck into the origin players that we are holding and the ones that we are selling, and essentially I'll just go through the uh, the Blues and the Queensland's team list, the relevant ones, and you can give me your thoughts on them. We don't have to spend a lot of time on them, but just to, to give people an idea of what we're doing, the first one, James Tedesco. I'm a Tedesco owner who had had sort of, I suppose, some beliefs confirmed on the weekend that Joey Marno at 5'8 kills James Tedesco. I know Teddy hadn't had a great start to the season regardless, but, you know, without uh, Sammy Walker there, without Marno there, Teddy just became the main man. And I don't think it was a huge shock that he turned up. Because the Roosters aren't doing very well, I am thinking that, Tedesco, who plays on the Sunday round 14 against your doggies. Easy match up there, we're right. <laughs> Teddy to Teddy double rude, turn. Rude. <laughs> but I'm thinking <laughs> if the Roosters were doing well, every chance Teddy rests, he still might. But because of that, I reckon there's a chance he plays that game because the Roosters need to win some games. Uh, I've also got Buller there in reserve to slot in if he does rest. Do either of you two own Teddy? I do. You yeah. do? What are you thinking? Uh... I'm thinking he's been killing us so far this year because he's been so good over previous years, but he's been so well. I sold him and bought him back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I held, I've been holding him for a little while, <laughs> yeah. and he's he's hurt. So anyway, um, I'm holding. His his value is so low. It's just exactly. There's not a lot of value in the for a bloke who just turned up. Yeah, and I think I'm the same as you. I'm looking at that round 14 game and thinking he's captain of the side. They're going poorly. He would be thinking, I've got to do anything possible to play. So I would have thought if he's any chance of playing, he will play. Mm. And 
you know, as much as I love the dogs, it's super coach wise, it's not a bad matchup, right? So I'm holding him. Yeah. Can I ask you, Ads, mm. what happens if Manu comes back in 14 and they put him back in the sixth jersey, though? Because we know Sam Walker's still a few weeks away. Well, I've got both of them, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of torn as to whether I want Manu coming back or not. I as a Bulldog supporter, though, I'll be quite happy for Manu to. Take an extra yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. And if Manu comes back at 5'8", then, yeah, obviously not ideal. But I did see, actually, that – I think it was Andrew Fisio posted that Sammy Walker, Manu, and there's one or two others all on track for around 14 returns. So Hargraves, I think, was the other yeah, one. So yeah. let's see where they all fit in anyway. Brian Toto, one that I own – Going solid enough. He's very reliable. Rarely a bad score. Probably not getting the big score owners had hoped for. At this stage, I'm holding him. I think it's very team dependent. I have other players that I see as more priority sells this week. Toto, when we talk about restings around the Origin Series, he'll probably run for 250 metres in Origin and have a big game because he always does. And he'll be a decent chance at a rest round 14. I don't mind the sell, but I'm happy enough to hold yeah, Do you I've got, no, I don't. I've got Val Holmes as my equivalent, so I've got Val Holmes playing yeah. Origin in the centre, so I'm selling because I just don't want a, a, a premium guy like that out for three weeks of Origin. And Val misses 13, 15, 16. Yeah. So, so the next four, so I think so Val a, has to be a sold. a more certain sell, but uh, I think it just depends on your team composition. So you've got four centres there I can see in your team. Yeah, Manu waiting in the wings. If you look ahead to 16, like I'll just be looking and saying, how many do I have in... 16 and 19, and do I need to sell Toto now to get the right guy that can well, play? Well, Penrith have a good origin draw games. for overall. Yeah. In terms of the origin players, that is, uh, because they have, I think, they have buys until the major rounds, it's as good as it gets. He's backed up in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, like, and he, he backs up. He's like also he's, a winger, so. Yeah, so. He could I definitely can, back up. I can see why he could hold. Yeah. Uh, Maxi, we mentioned before, but Val Holmes and Toto, any thoughts there? Um, Toto, oh, he's got to be one of those boring blokes to own this year, hasn't he? He, just he has <laughs> been, yeah. He's just been so consistent, but just not really having those big games, yep. which um, you sort of expect from him. Um, I, I think it's really team dependent. Val, I do think he's a sell, and I think I'm in a position where I'm probably going to sell him either this week or next myself, just for those reasons, with the buy in 15, missing 16 as well. He's been really solid, and even again, Leichhardt in a badly beaten side, he still managed mm. to scrape together a 50, which was just remarkable. Um, but I do think Val's a sell and Toto just really team dependent. If you can cover him, I think he's almost becoming a bit of a pod with the amount of people who will move off him. Um, scary guy to face in matchups too. Mm. The centres, two very interesting ones for the Blues. Tommy Turbo, how Supercoach can change in the space of one game. Maxi, I spoke to you off air before and you mentioned that your draft side not going the best, but you've got Tommy Turbo in draft and you went from being in a bit of strife to going... If Tommy's back, then I could win this off the back of him. Incredible. So, unfortunately, he decided to do it against the Raiders and not any other team in the competition. But 165 points, three tries, try assists, just looked incredible. Dude's a gun. Great news as a Blues fan. So, there's still owners out there. This is a weird one, Ads. I suppose you have to hold break-even neg two, but misses this week. Misses round 14, obviously misses round 16 and 19 to Origin. The injury risk is still there. You also throw in that you'd think post-Origin 2 and 3 is every chance at getting a rest after that. What do you reckon? Like, Would you hold or sell? Mate, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it's not like you have to have 17 players mm. this year. So you could, go, you could go into each week without a fullback, as an example, yeah. without a halfback. So I don't think you have to sell, but... <laughs> 
geez, uh, he's a tough hold when he's missing four of the next, what is it, seven games, is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mi- minimum. That's yeah. barring any rest in round. So backing up against Melbourne round 17, then backing up against the Cowboys round 20. Like, Tommy Turbo, every yeah. chance at a rest. That's it. Like, if you think if, if any player might not back up, like last year, I don't think he backed up last mm. year. So he hasn't backed up historically necessarily, and, and surely they'd be protecting him. So, geez, I think he'd be a luxury to hold, put it that yeah. way, I reckon. Maxi, I'll throw to you on the trail, Mitchell, who <sighs> I think at 813k, break even 117. Look, for the reason that I like Bunny's players this week, games, obviously the, they play the Raiders this week, trails on the bye for Origin, comes back. The way the bunnies are going, he's a reasonable chance of getting rested, but he also could have six runs in origin. Like, that's trail at centre. They'll be effective, but he might not, you know, bust himself. So he comes back against the Titans, the Dragons. By in round 16, the bunnies have where he'll play origin. Then the Cowboys, Warriors, Doggies. The draw doesn't get much better. I couldn't sell. I don't have the trail, but I couldn't sell him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's another guy we'll talk about later. And the answer to the question is, like, who do you sell to? Yeah. Um, I just think for a guy who can do so much damage um, in supercoach scoring, um, he's, a, he's a frightening guy to, to not own, particularly if we've already gone to the effort of bringing him in in the first place. So um, I'd be holding him and stashing him and just playing future immortal Dream Buller, if that's how you take <laughs> it up. <laughs> he doesn't play the Bulldogs in round 19, thankfully. You just see he plays oh, the Oh, yeah. Just, the bunnies all the do. Bulldogs fans out there worrying yeah. that... Yeah, just You've had, got to play him again, we don't. He just had minor heart attacks. <laughs> so, yeah, got a hold there. Moving on. Uh, boys, what are you doing with Nathan Cleary? I And we can tie in Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines into this one. I am going to hold Nathan Cleary. Um, of course, he's every chance at a rest post-origin, but I would just hate not to own him with... 125 in his last score. He's not exactly dropping any coin. I think he desperately wants a Dalian medal. He loves backing up. So may rest, but may not. Nico Hines, I had my sort of say in it, I believe it was last week, but Nico will miss round 13, round 16, and round 17 to buys, buys slash origin. Round 14 and 15, he plays against the Storm in Melbourne and the Broncos, I believe, to Shark Park. I'm going to sell Nico, hold Cleary. What are you doing, Ads? I'm doing the same. Exactly the same reason. Yeah. What about head-to-head, Maxi? How do you see those two? Because that, that's, that's a huge head-to-head question, isn't it? Because yeah. essentially another head-to-head uh, philosophy is you really don't need to sell keepers because you get your gun side, you save them there, and you save trades. But these two, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, firstly, <laughs> the, the, Paramount, sorry, the Panthers draw for head-to-head is amazing. Um, the fact that they've got... Uh, play every head-to-head mm. week um, and they're backing up generally pretty far away from origin which is you know just a great one uh, that the NRL has managed for that team um, I, I think I have to hold Nathan Cleary until we see otherwise but yeah. then even from a head-to-head perspective the fact that Hines is coming off the bench I think is just amazing because he'll be so keen as well to just jump back into yeah. the team and play he'll back up and yeah. be re- ready to go that's it and any week that you're running out Nico Hines and your opposition isn't mm. um, is a week that He's a captaincy option yeah. as well, just as a major point of difference for any guy who can score. You know, his floor's probably, what, 70? Um, and we know how big he can go. So um, potentially both holes throughout the whole period. Um, the only person i potentially move to out of that would just be like a Cody, uh, which yeah. you can only do really if you've got the right jewels. So, yeah, but I, I think both are hold for head-to-head. 
uh, interesting to note as well, Penrith do play the Dragons round 14. So mm. if he does back up, there's uh, points to be had, potentially. Uh, moving on to probably the last overly relevant one at the at the Blues, and that's Payne Haas, boys, who... Uh, the way I see Haas is... Brisbane, going well this season. I know they've lost three of the last four or something, but, look, they're still a good side. They'll win games. They've got a fair bit of forward depth, so he probably doesn't need to play big minutes backing up from Origin. Could get a rest. Misses around 13, 16, 19. The Broncos have buys in 16 and 19, so it's a really good draw for Origin Supercoach players uh, overall. Adds, I don't own him. If, do you own him? No, I didn't. I sold him earlier on. I think he's owned by about 80% of the top 100. So he's owned by... Jeez, oh, big he's, he's heavily owned. But the guy's just got such a motor. You, th- you can see him backing up and still playing big minutes. You can. I, I think this bloke could play 80 minutes every week if... He's a freak. If they ask him to, so... He'll play big minutes for the Blues, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah he will with the, with the side of that pick. But I don't know. I'd probably be holding if I, if I had him, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's getting... But I'm happy not... Uh, I'm happy not to own him at the moment and have Tarpano and, yeah. and Big Red, so... And, uh, and Maxi, I probably don't need to ask you, mate. He, he's a hole for head-to-head, isn't he? I think so. Look, he, he, the draw's fantastic, as yep. you mentioned. That, again, they've been gifted the buys in 16 and 19, the Broncos, so that's just exceptional for him. And, and I think the question, again, is who do you sell to? Like, unless you can really find, like, 150K in a trade, maybe. Oh, I don't even know his value. I think Torhu's a good play if you did want to sell yep. him. Yeah. It's Torhu soon, but I really like the look of Torhu Harris. It's cheap. He's, let's mm. do him now. He's Thank cheap. You. He's dual position. Did the, did the math earlier. Five games this season without injury impact. I think I, I may have excluded one game where he played like 59 or 60 minutes in his first game back from missing two or three games due to injury. But five games this season without injury impact, he's basing 69 and with his ball playing, he'll get attacking stats. Maybe not every week, but even if it's a try assist every three games, that'll add up. Dual position, tick over 600k, good buy coverage. He's got the injury history, we know that, but I think he's such a goer. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing what he does every year, right? He's so consistent, mm. but he does get some injuries. Does. My, my issue for Tohu, I, I plan to bring him in, but when I look at my side, I actually have no one to trade out. Because when I look at my side for around 13, 16, 19, like, okay, I've got Jackson Ford there. Well, I'm not going to trade out Jackson Ford to bring in Tohu this week. I've got Jacob Preston, so I could. But then Jacob plays around 16 and 19. And for the Bulldogs. And for the Bulldogs. <laughs> and, and, and frankly, he's just a great super coach player yeah. as well. So, and so I can only imagine an absolute legend as well. So yeah, he's a good young, he's a a good young kid. So, so I just, I've actually got no one to, to sell to Tohu. But otherwise, if, if I did, he'd probably be the first front row slash second row I'd be bringing in this week just because of the price and, yeah. and the schedule. Oh, I'm so excited to mm. own him. And yeah, I mean... It, who, did, who are you trading out for? Well, I have a few options. I've got Taps at front row, who'll obviously stay there, but I've got Christian Welch and Stefano, who... I know Stefano was good last week, but it was still in limited minutes, so I've got a few options. Yeah, no, they're, they're easy sells to him. Yeah, for, mm. for this... Now's the perfect time for that. Yeah. Mm. At the Maroons, Reese Walsh gets the nod at fullback. I mean... Again, now that he's an Origin player, whether or not he holds it with Caelan Ponga waiting in the wings, he'd only miss 16 and 19 anyway. Ads, I'll start with you from an overall focus. 
He's now dropped a 649k, break even 89, has looked sublime, but his last, he has a five round average of 53, but he's looked so good for that period. Hold or sell? Well, they are the five rounds I've had him. <laughs> <laughs> I brought him in when, after his 101 uh, and then he went 38, 23. Uh, I, I think now I've got him in, I have to hold him because I, I didn't have him for all that time and it was just killing me watching yeah. him. He was so good. And even though he hasn't been scoring so well in this period, he has he has looked good. So I, I just think he's – I'm convinced he's a good super coach player now, so I'm holding him. I don't, really don't mean to rub salt into the wounds. No. I mean, I do, but I one of my <laughs> – I'm notching down to one of my best trades of season this this season. Before after his ninety three against Manly, I flipped in for Dream Bull and it went against all my supercoach philosophies of I didn't want to carry a cheapy fullback in such a high upside position. I no offense, but I particularly didn't want to have a cheapy fullback from the Tigers. But he just looks so good. I was like, you know, let's get him in and the rest is history. Anyway, sorry, ads. No, no. Good move. <laughs> good move. Um Val Holmes, we've spoken about him. I think he's a sell. Hamiso Tabuai Fido gets a start for the Maroons at centre. Maxi, hold, sell? I think it really just depends on your depth. He, he's lost a fair bit of the coin that he was making and he's sort of regressed a little bit back to a bit more average scores between sort of 40 and 60, which yeah. is what we sort of always thought he'd be from the start. Um, Five-round average of 46, down to 509k. Yeah, I think it's it's really team dependent, but I, I think that the Dolphins' buy coverage is is good enough that um, if he is backing up, then he's a warm body who you know can go big, um, mm. still playing full back. So team team dependent. <clears throat> Adds Cameron Munster is an interesting one. Mm. Let's tie two together here. Let's tie Cameron Munster and Harry Grant. Okay. Cam Munster seven forty seven k break even one hundred and six, rock solid all season with a seventy four point average. Melbourne. Have the buy this week, round 13, and buy round 19. So it's a wonderful draw for the Origin players for the Melbourne Storm. So a few decent options at 5'8". Harry Grant, who's very highly owned as well. He's at 655k, break even 87, averaging 69. Good without being great this season. Uh, obviously, same draw. What would you do with these two? Well... I've been disappointed in Harry Grant. Mm. I've, I've, he just hasn't... I mean, I think Jeremy Marshall-King's averaging more maybe, but... So I have sold Harry to Damian Cook. So I think Damian Cook was not a guy I was expecting was going to be available. <coughs> and I think Souths have got such a great draw over the next six weeks. Yeah. And obviously there's a chance he could come back in, but I think that would require Appy to get injured. So yeah. I, think, I think Grant to Cook and making money on it right now is... Sweet. By the way, I just remember also Harry Grant last year during Origin. Remember he he did get rested minutes and yeah, his scores really came off. Yeah, yeah. I I had so. stats at the start of the year around that, and it was like his first eight or nine weeks of the year averaged like eighty plus. Post Origin averaged about eighty plus, and that middle section was like fifty to fifty five. I don't have the exact numbers there, but it was something like that. And his minutes dropped back. The only difference, I suppose, this year would be <clears throat> Melbourne going okay, yeah. but they did have cheese last year. Mm. Yeah. So maybe he plays bigger, but even so. <sighs> They're obviously still nursing him through it, right? So yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not feeling that bad about moving uh, Harry to, to Cookie. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about holding him and going Sonny Luke up to Cookie. <clears throat> now, 
Guru had a bit of info around Sonny Luke. He played 70 minutes in Q, uh, New Wales Cup on the weekend and that Mitch Kenny probably spends a bit of time, at, a bit more time at Lockdown Origin looking to rest, particularly Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, etc. So maybe Sonny Luke gets the more minutes, but I think I'm willing, Maxi, to flip Sonny Luke to Cook and just... If Sonny Luke does start coming good and getting minutes, getting back in at the price. Because at the moment, you're about 17 on the weekend... I just don't really want to have him waddling there. Yeah, look, he's been a real headache, hasn't he? Um, went from one of the most promising blokes in the preseason with Sangster mm. saying that he was going to do do everything in 55 minutes um, to becoming a headache. Look, I, I would just say I, I think that's great if you can move off him. Um, but long term, I think you've got to ask yourself this year, if you're trying to stack your spine positions, is Hooker really the place that you're mm. going to be scaring people or building big scores mm. or putting reserves on um, if you've got two gun hookers because just really hasn't been that much of a position um, to go big this year. So um, just maybe it'd just be worth figuring out if it's worth the upgrade from uh, from Luke to Cook there mm. or if the downgrade and you yep. can use that cash better. It all, mm. That one's going to be nightmares all week, is mm. it? Who, who goes? And, and I'm with you. I love Damien Cook. And, and he misses round 16 regardless on the buy. Mm. So it's like if he plays Origin game two, he was missing it either or. And I've got Reed Marty <coughs> sitting there for 16. And 19. And 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah look out. He's going to actually good. Maxie, we might be able to pick uh, Reed Marnie up at, what, 300k before round 16? Yeah, maybe straight swap for Sonny Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I'm not going to tolerate any Reed Marnie bashing on this program. I know the guru went for him last week. It's not on. Yeah, (laughs) I'll I'll look after Reed, mate, maybe. Uh, The last run at the uh, the Titans, at the Maroons. Here's a big one. Really big one. Literal big one. Literal big one. Big by name, big by nature, big by supercoach output. David Fafita, four tons on the trot. You'd hate not only him, you would. <laughs> <laughs> when the spy's not here, I've got to target someone. Especially when he scored against the Bulldogs yeah, in the third yeah. minute, I thought, oh, God, oh. we're down and it's for feet. Yeah. And, oh. Now, Titans' origin draw, very similar to Melbourne. They have the buys in round 13 and 16, so terrific for Dave for feeder. Titan, I expect to play big minutes in origin, maybe not 80, but maybe even 60. It could be 80, but... You would expect certainly reduced minutes if he backs up, but the Titans are also, they need him. Yep. So you still, maybe still play 60 65 backing up. Like you'd think hold, but at 942K, he's top, top dollar. You could do a lot with that cash for a bloke who's going to be sore backing up from Origin. Even if he plays decent minutes, I think his output's got to be fairly limited. Like, he cannot maintain that score. I see a decent option to cash out because I think a lot will hold ads. I see a good antipod playing, selling for feeder. Well, you don't know him. You don't know him. <laughs> like, you well, don't know well, no, but look, he's break-even 61. So, and I know he plays South's first game after Origin. There's every chance his price doesn't go down. Yep. You'll still get his 61. go up. So, I mean, if you sell him, I'll tell you the situation you're in like I am today. When you don't have him, you want him in his side and he's yeah. very hard to bring in at 942k. So I just haven't been able to bring him in because I just missed the boat. Yeah. And so I think if you sell him, you want a pretty solid plan for getting him back in. I think the question you've got to ask is if, who, you, who are you selling to? Yeah. Like who at the moment in 2RF is giving you that sort of consistent point scoring week in, week out, who's firstly not even going to drop value so it's easy to get back to him? Well, what? Well, there's a couple. there. So two of my trade plans this week. Tohu Harris, he's an option, although mm-hmm. I'd probably prefer to bring him in. I want him at front row, Tohu. To be fair, but there's the jewels there. The other option is thinking out loud a little bit, but if you say you went, it sounds so ridiculous, but if you went Dave Feeder to Finu, 
and nets you 740 grand to do the rest of your trades and cash roll you until the end of about 2035. <laughs> so I think, to your point, Max, like who is the second and third best second rowers this year? Like to, to have, if you said you're setting your must mm. have 17 for the run home, Fafita is the obvious number one at second row. Yeah. Who's number two and three? Like I don't even know. That's it. No. I would have said earlier Cameron Murray, but he's he's not going yeah. anywhere near. No. Britain Nakora, but relying on tries. Maddo's injured. Maddo's injured. Hopgood. Hopgood you know, depends on what he's playing. Hosking fluctuates. So there's no there's no obvious second or third one. So you kind of can yeah. run with a bit of a middling second row, except for Fafita. Yeah. That's why he's been killing me. So I. Yeah, I reckon if you had him, I, if I had him, I'd be holding him just because yeah. I'd, uh, otherwise it's going to be tough I, to get back. And why I probably so invest in the, the question, and a lot of people would be, is that you know, maybe there's – because I'm flipping Nico, I'm like, oh, well, I could maybe hold Nico and get rid of Fafita instead. But, yeah, I think you're probably right. It's what if he does maintain the scoring? And Nico misses that. Yeah. He's got a buy game there, mate. Yeah. You know, like, and and no, I think the bloke you're bringing in for Nico, bringing Cody Walker, has a much better ceiling yeah. than whoever you're bringing in – for, for feeder, yeah, and then it, and then I don't really want to get rid of both of them because I don't need to. But yeah. Yeah. but don't listen to me because I'm coming thirty. No, no, and, and, I, don't, and I don't have him. <laughs> I, I have so all the same I, yeah. thoughts. And to and to be honest, if my side was shaped a little bit differently, I would probably look to sell Fifi as the antipod play. But the way it's sitting, I don't really need to. You don't have to. I yeah. don't have to. Uh, anyway, let's move on from that. Guys, Paddy and George, over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed-rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. This means that for a lot of you out there, you haven't felt the impacts of all the consecutive rate rises that have been dominating the media talk lately. I've spoken with Paddy and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate is now at around 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people out there, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks per month. A lot of extra money you'd have to find in the budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires, or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Pat and George a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. Best thing is it saves you 129 bucks. Free consult because you listen to the SC Playbook podcast. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact with them. To do that, message them on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word, or call them on 02. 95211611 emails are in the articles on our website you've heard it all before it doesn't matter where you are in Australia they can sort you out boys hot topics no before we get to hot topics Do you want to know we're going to go to Adam DeRussi's true player ownership data and maybe we won't get the deep dive into it tonight uh, because of time commitments but the article will be up on site later in the week but the numbers around how many players available sides have this at the moment or this week yeah so the short version mate so if I looked at so I've looked at all the players playing so for every team I've gone through and said okay how many players does that team have in the headlines so if we start with say the top 20,000 teams so a third of those teams will be short this week even if they use a boost so that means a third wow. of those teams have eight or less players today so even if they use a boost, they'll be short. So that's a third. And 19% will be short at least two players. If they, That's if they boost. Yeah. Wow. If they boost. You know, first and foremost, don't panic. Like, if you're short on players, because that's, that's pretty telling. And, this, and by the way, remember, this is, saying, this is including a Tavare and a Miller and all those oh, bench guys oh. as players. Like, they're all yep. counted. So in the top 1,000, it's 24% will be short and 12% will be short at least two. So again, 
So to me, that says if, if you've got 13 good players running out, like you will go up the rankings, particularly if your players do well. Yeah. And in the top 100, 18%, 18 in the top 100 are going to be short. <laughs> I think I put it out on the, on the chat, but the team coming seventh now has four players because Tafaro has been picked. But otherwise, was going to have three players. Team coming seventh, so they'll wow. um, they'll fare well the top hundred. I'll be screenshotting that uh, seventh place, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So it's 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 even though it's different to previous years, where we've only got thirteen, we don't have to fill seventeen. It's still going to be a big moving week, I think, for teams, mm. which is good. Mate, massive, and that's where we sort of say, you know, people who are head to head focused, they might be going well on the overall to this point, but. A lot of those players in the top 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 will be head-to-head focused players who happen to be killing it this season but killing overall but haven't planned for it. So expect these swings to come in. That's incredible stats. How's this one? I just saw this one. There are two teams in the top 100,000 with no players available. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're in the top 100,000, but still, what are those You just teams? wait till 16, though. <laughs> if those two people listen to the Playbook podcast, firstly, I hope they don't because yeah. we haven't helped them much. Secondly... Do not boost. Do not use a boost to get four <laughs> players this week because I'd go to head-to-head focus very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hot topics for the week around the most traded-in-out players. Guys, we've spoken a lot about uh, around some – I really wanted to get in a few of the earlier topics today because they were so good going into the buy period, especially having Maxi here. So I just want to touch on a couple of players quickly before we move on to trades and questions. Guys, we've spoken about Damien Cook, Toru Harris, Maxi, Jermaine Asako, 680k. Speaking off air, you've got some good stuff around him. So break even 51. Named on the wing, I thought he might actually play fullback this mm. week, but I don't think it's going to be massive drama. He's the third most traded in. Uh, this will flip a little bit uh, since obviously the teams have been announced, but he just keeps getting it done. What do you got? He does. So I looked up these numbers last night, um, 10 20 past 10, actually. You can tell I was probably up burping a baby. Uh, <laughs> Good doing commitment, mate. Um, So, look, I, I, I looked at his numbers because I just really couldn't believe this and I thought it was worth sharing. So, his numbers so far, averaging 76, basing 27, 28 average in scoring, two in create, 21 in evade and two negative stats. And I want to give you these numbers and I'd love for you to guess who this is. So, similar, similar player, CTW slash FLB. Base 26, so that's one below Azarko. Scoring 20, that's eight points less than Azarko. Evade 24, three points more. And create three with a 71 average. Who do you reckon that is? I know because we spoke about it, so I'll, I'll throw it to, to ads. A 71 average this year mm-hmm. at fullback slash centre. Oh, a base of 26 and scoring 20, which is um, the same or slightly worse than Azarko. I'll put you out of misery because yeah, he's 86% owned in the top 1,000 and it's Ruben Garrick. Wow. So on one hand, we've got this centre wing got who for the last two or three years, you, you can't win the game without and we're all steadfast in our belief of his abilities. Mm. And the other, we've got a guy who Timmy said wasn't a buy in round one and said was a sell in round four when he was about 500k. <laughs> he just keeps you on win some, it. you lose some. <laughs> some of us get Dave Fafita, some of us don't. Some of us get Jermaine Asako, some of us don't. No, hey, I was with you on that one, mate. I, was, I still <laughs> can't believe it. I, 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 I still can't. I still can't either, but can't go got there, it wrong. Yeah, yeah, it. Well, I, think, I think we're all still a bit shocked mm. by this, but the facts are he just keeps getting it done. The Dolphins get out. pumped and he just goes like, oh, I'm just going to try harder and ton up. 
Yep. Well, Garrick's got two tons and he's got three and a 97. Yeah. So he's doing really well. He had the, the 97 was, was, was good for him on the weekend. Before that, he had three down weeks and that was 60, 60, 60. So um, he's got a floor. He's got a base. He's a good player. And I guess the, the question is like, are we starting to actually believe in him? I, I don't know what his no. ownership is in the top 10K. It's 26% overall, according to the SA stats. But for me, he's a guy I'm really, really looking at this week because given the Dolphins draw for head to head, just a, feels like a point of difference because most serious coaches won't go near him. So he's eighteen percent of the top thousand. Yeah, it's but that's, not many, I mean, to be it? fair, that's why they're in the top thousand because they've for sure they've yeah. got him. That's why I'm not. But yeah, and it does um, feel weird paying more than almost three hundred k more than his starting price. But we've had twelve round sample size yeah. now. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't yeah. blame three. Mate, I'm an actuary. Twelve round sample size is nothing. <laughs> 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 he's, uh, no. No, I'm yeah. not going there. Probably doesn't even average 75 by the end of the season. <laughs> uh, tying in a few of the halves, Mitch Moses, 758K, Cody Walker, 795K, Caelan Ponga with the origin snub, 511K. Moses break even 87. That'll plummet once he's 17 or whatever it was from the week before, drops out. Cody got the gun draw with the bunnies and KP, negative seven break even. Issue with KP is buy next week. You'd think every chance to play Origin 2 is long as he gets through a few games. Throwing the concussion risk. Cody, KP, Moses, any who piques your interest the most out of those three ads? Uh, Cody does for me. But what I would say this, so I had this conversation with my daughter Charlotte. So she was looking at her team and she was excited about bringing in KP, which was good. But then if you look at who your second 5'8 is, mm. and then you might be in a pickle next week. So if you've got Deal. Dylan Brown yeah. as your second, like suddenly next week you've got no one. So I, I, the main thing I would say is it is very dependent on who you have as your second five, assuming you bring him in at 5.8 and yeah, not Yeah, because you fullback, but yeah. because yeah, I think most people would be looking yep. at 5.8. So that's the main thing I'd say to be aware of with Ponga. Otherwise, he looks, he looks great, but round 14 is a killer. And I just think Cody's draw for South is just so sweet. Again, and again, Moses coming in next week, you've got that same uncertainty yep. of round 14, what you do there. So to me, Cody is the... Is the answer. Yeah, so. shout out uh, Charlotte, who knows more about footy than anyone on this panel. <laughs> so she'll be on here one she day, probably replacing you, mate. We'll just yeah. say on KP, no Miller in the team. Does he kick goals this week? And does that add to his base, given that the Knights are probably a good chance of Could be Hastings, mainly. but you think Kalen would be ready to take up that, that duty yeah. again. So if he good comes point. in with a 70 or 80 this week, yeah. good price next week. If you can cover him, I, I think it's a pretty yeah. good buy. Put it yeah. this way, I think... Look, I don't mind KP, but just with those games missed and concussions, and I can't quite get him in. Most I like, but if we're going Moses, Moses looked unreal last mm, week. Mm. But if we're looking for a differentiator between Cody and Moses, it's the buy next week, I think. So I love Cody. Uh, last one we'll touch on Josh Schuster. Hallelujah. He's come good for us. I don't even care that he wasn't in my team. 331K now, big price rise, need 26 break even. Plays this week, buy next week. Uh, would you be bringing him in if you didn't own? I don't know if you do or not, but... I do own him, yeah. yeah. Uh, would I be bringing him in? <laughs> I, don't th- oh. I couldn't recommend bringing him in because he's been a hard hole oh. for the first 11, 12 weeks. So I, I think we're all just happy that we'll be able to yeah. put our Schuster 
period to an end soon, make some cash I'd, finally. And, I don't even want to give. Plays I don't even want to give advice on that because I'm like, if I say yes, he comes out and scores seven and does his quad and doesn't play for a month. Yeah. But if I say no, he tons up. So I'm just like, I just want to be neutral. Who Maxie? knows what to do? Yeah. Look, to, to be honest, I don't. I don't mind the buy, um, particularly if you can cover him or stash him in your in your tour. Just having a look at the draw, um, they play 15, 16, 17. Um, 18 so they've got a good good run of games there and a tricky little period where there's mm. a few little buys um, uh, the, the Knights this week again like could could go could go big again got Ruben uh, on his left as well at centre which you know hopefully there's a bit of a combination mm. there but again he, he did score a lot of points to showing balls to Turbo last week and he, he won't have yeah, that this week yeah he did I, I look I think he's a solid buy but I just I, is he lottery is he lottery Caelan Ponga, I think, goes nuts this week because Manly is so depleted. It's in Newcastle. I think he has a big game. But mm. despite that, I'll tell you how confident I am in Caelan having a big game. The better SC playbook multi of the week for round 13. Caelan Ponga, 55-plus official fancy points into a Greg Marzu anytime try. That is at $5.50. Link to that market is in our YouTube description or to go up on our socials later in the week. Important to remember, though, that you win some, but you lose more. For free and confidential support, call one 800 858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au Boys, trades and skippers this week. Ads, I'll start with you. What do you got, mate? I was just trying to pull up what my trades were so I remembered. So I have gone Harry Grant to Damien Cook. Yep. I've gone Nico Hines to Cody via Katoa. And I have gone Val Holmes to Alex Johnston. And I'm still working out my fourth. You break Alex Johnston for us, mate. You oh, broke I'm, him last I'm year. Broke him before, yeah. You, you, he was a good thing the I year know. before yeah, well, when I, you well, didn't own. I know. I'm sorry to everyone. I'm sorry to Souths fans. I'm sorry to AJ. Just but don't buy for feet, please. <laughs> yeah, no. don't buy for feet. <laughs> Who else do you not want me to break? Oh. I'm not doing it to a Bulldogs player. So, so yeah, and I'll, I'll, I will bring in a fourth one. I'm actually tossing up as we're sitting here thinking about Teddy to uh, Ponga just because you could bring him in at fullback and have him as a as – a, um, Pod, but we'll position. Mm. Mm. Uh, Maxi, mate, head to head focus this week for me. So I'll be putting the feet up. Yeah, um, still going to be trading though. So starting the week with um, nine buy round players, and I'm going to finish with eight. Um, so just <laughs> absolutely love that. That's head to head vo overall, right yeah, there. Yeah. Says it all yeah. really. So um, for me, Gutherson out. Um, Parramatta's draw isn't great for head to head, and just with his big break even, um, I don't think I want to sell him. You know, mm. next week when he's on the buy um, for like 650k. So he's going to be out. Um, it's either going to be Azarko or Mini, and just because the Storm and the um, Dolphins draw is fantastic for head-to-head. Uh, that also just gives me a bit of flexibility to move players between centre wing and fullback. Um, the other one will be Val out. Um, I think I'll be bringing in Tohu. Um, it's tough because it doesn't excite me because I don't think he's got the ceiling there. Um, but the injury to Ecat, who was going to be my move um, this week in preparation for 14, I've just got a little bit worried that if he misses 14, um, mm. then, um, yeah, I won't have that. So, yeah, Tohu and uh, probably Azarko in, I reckon. Mate, the way we've seen front row this year, no one excites you at front row. Even Payne Haas, who's been unbelievable. Mm. I don't think he's even turned up. Like, it's, it just is what it is. If you can get a consistent 70, 60-pointer, happy days. Uh, for myself, looking at trades of potentially Nico, Nico, Welch, Stefano, and Sonny Luke out. Cody Walker, Torhu Harris, Damian Cook, and Samuel Finu in. Cody will definitely become in. Torhu definitely. Cook definitely. It'll just be them working out where the cash is generated from this. And at this stage, it'll be probably Finu. Uh, and then probably, yeah, a big decision will be 
at this stage, yeah, it'll be going Luke out, but maybe that becomes Harry Grant. I've got a, a big decision to make there. Skippers for myself, VC, Dylan Brown, Captain Damien Cook. Would love to have done the Brown-Cody Walker combo, but both at 5H I can't. So that's what I'm leaning towards, and I'm hoping Brown gets the job done against the Cowboys ads. Yeah, same. I was the same. You look and go, oh, Brown and, Cook, uh, Brown and, yeah. and Cody, and you're like, oh, damn. So uh, at the moment, I'm VC, Brown, C, Cook. Actually. Yeah, I think I will be uh, not Don Cook because I don't own him, but I'll be just be probably straight C Brown, close super coach for the weekend and <laughs> spend some time with oh, the family. Oh, that must be nice. <laughs> Should be good. A uh, <laughs> few quick questions, guys. Had a few jotted down here, but we, uh, we do need to get through it. So one from Matty Broom, fellow SC Playbook BBL contributor, great man. Great and man. Uh, it's a big question this week. So there's a lot of people in this position and it's a two-parter. Is Hosking or <laughs> Preston a sell if it's to Torhu? And then part two from Austin Brandy, Hosking or, pref- or Preston preferred sell? So, Ads, would you do it to Torhu, either of them? Well, they, Hosking and Preston both play 16 and 19, so I feel like it's a short term. Yeah. You win here and you cost yourself there. So I'm probably not going to do that because I'm just trying to look at not just 13 but 16 and 19. I agree. There, and yeah. I, if I had to hold one... To be honest, I think they're both pretty similar. Actually. I think they're, they're both so similar. They both run hard. They both got upside. I would keep Preston because I'm a Bulldogs guy and I and I I love the way he's playing. But I I'm happy to hold both at the moment. They're so similar. Mm. Can I give so you a stat many... on Hosking? So yeah. So prior to his two weeks where he's played reduced minutes, his base and power average is 62. So Preston's isn't close to that. He's been getting a lot more attack, a lot more yep. line breaks. So that's as good as. That's like a top five. Where Preston gets the edges, he's pretty awesome in that 80-minute role, I believe, where he's Hosking anywhere from 50 to 80. You've got I'd to think, though, in origin, though, that yeah. his minutes go back to 80, yeah. and, and that's why he would be a hold for me over Preston. Okay. I would... Gee, that's tight. I would hold Hosking, I think. <laughs> I think you should all sell Preston and... Make him a pod. I'm not selling either of I think you should also ask him for that exact same reason. (laughs) You're asking me to pick between something that I'm not doing either of. So, question, Maxi. Julian Aguilera, head-to-head player. No games during the buy. Should I max trade to get bulk cash to launch at guns following weeks or hold trades will will need later on? So, 21 trades left. Essentially, the question is there. 21 trades left. How do you think Julian is sitting? Um, Julian, if you can this week, mate, sit on your hands. Um, max trading is, is fine in a buy round, but I would just wait until 16 or 19 um, when you've just got a better idea of injuries, form. Um, that's the, They're the rounds where you really, really want to be loading up. But if you're midway through your comp and you're only halfway up the ladder then and you need to do it this week, then that's that's fine as well. But um, if you can leave your charge a little bit later, that would be, that would be the way to go. Oh, I reckon... Trades are so valuable in head-to-head, and oh, this yeah. year especially with the, with the buyers, because say you've got a guy like Payne Harsey, you say, well, he's in my top side. Well, he plays in round 25. I think he's got yep. the buy in 25, so he's got the buy in the grand final qualifier, whereas Latrell's got the buy the next week. So you, you probably want two trades per yeah. week around that period if you want to win a head-to-head 100%. comp. So I just... I would just say to everyone, hold trades as much as possible. And that's it. Well, you need, if you're to, well, you need to get to the grand final. <laughs> it's like, well, you... You're there to win it. You're not yeah. there to come runner up. So you're like, you know, yeah. prelim. You're there to win it. So you need to go, well, if I've got Latrell come around, it depends where, when, how your league settings are and if you play grand final 26 or 27, but you get to a grand final and you've got no trades and you've got Latrell mid at $1.8 million and you can't get rid of him. So yeah. Oh, look, I'd be doing the exact same thing if it wasn't for Gutherson's huge break even and the mm. fact that he looks a little bit beaten up. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, Julian, and same he's traits. Just not, <laughs> he's just not head-to-head friendly with that. No, and that's schedule. it too. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky last, boys. John O'Brien, <clears throat> any love for Dane Gagai? Unbelievably under the radar this season. Mm. Averaging 70, 1% ownership, snubbed for origin, could fire him up. That's Dane Gagai. Like, he's expensive, but, yeah. like, holy moly, he's scoring well this season. He's one of those guys, when I look at the top-scoring players, I'm always... Surprise going, wow, Gaga. I, yeah. Strength and power of 58. I've never yeah. really Basing looked at 40. him from yeah. a super coach point of view. So I guess, I mean, wow, he'd be an amazing pod to have at that. I, I, he scored two tries. I'm not looking at him, but. Either am I. Because of the 712k price tag, my CT dub's pretty good, but that's crazy numbers, Maxi. Yeah, I would just say that he, um, he did a similar thing last season where I think he was the highest scoring centre wing um, and even in the top five scoring players mm. for about the first like six or seven games. Mm. Now the only difference is this year he's just doing it longer. Um, can he keep it up long full term? I I don't think so. Mm. Um, but geez, he'd be fun play to own. Boys, we'll wrap that up for another Supercoach round thirteen. Ads, thank you, mate, and good luck this week. Thank you, mate. Maxi, been huge. I I like to think we'll get you back on before the season's out. Well, mate, I'm actually off at some point down the track, not for a while, so. Wouldn't stress too much, not that you would, but and you're going to take over hosting duties, so we'll absolutely see you again later on. Thanks, man. Look forward to uh, keeping the uh, seat warm a little bit later on, and um, yeah, great to come on and talk about NRL. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and good luck this week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.